Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This episode of Check the Locks is brought to you by our friends at Audible. Audible is your one-stop shop for audio entertainment where you can always find the best of what you love or discover something new. That's right. Audible offers an incredible selection of audiobooks across every genre, from mysteries, thrillers, biographies, and of course, true crime. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title a month from their catalog to keep forever, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. Audible members also get access to thousands of podcasts from popular favorites, exclusive new series, and this very podcast you're listening to now. Plus, the Audible app makes it easy to listen anytime, anywhere. While traveling, working out, walking the dog, doing chores, Audible makes listening anywhere easy. And best of all, Check the Locks listeners can try Audible for free for 30 days. So head over to audibletrial.com slash check the locks or click the link in the show notes to start enjoying Audible today. Warning, Check the Locks podcast is a true crime podcast and may contain graphic descriptions of violence, murder, sexual assault, and more. Check the Locks podcast is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Welcome back to Check the Locks presents True Crime for the short on time. As always, I'm John Connor. I'm Olivia Cornu. Saying thank you for joining us this week as we dive into yet another truly terrifying, bite-sized true crime case. Before we get started, as always, Olivia, it's wonderful to see you. How are you? How is your night going? It's going pretty good. It's good to see you too, John. I'm a little short on time tonight, though. I am short on time as well, and I know our listeners are short on time. And I have to tell you, I took a look at your notes. And damn it, if you didn't bring another tough one. So I would like to get through this one quickly because I know already it's going to be really rough for me. Just full disclosure. So, yeah, but it is current news. I think it's definitely something that is worth discussing on the show. And this is the whole reason that we do these short on time episodes. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about what we're going to be looking at this week? This case comes from really close to home, literally. This is like down the street um, from where I live. And when I say down the street, you know, close proximity. But this case has really been keeping me up at night. One reason being that it's a murder of a child. So here's our full disclosure. Um, And the second being that it just was happened so close to where I live. And I know we're going to get into it, but it's just so sad. Yeah. 
just a heads up. Y'all know if you listen to the podcast, how I feel about cases involving children, this is going to be a heavy one I can say for me. But if that's something that you're sensitive to, just want to make sure we put that out there before we dive into something and, you know, maybe it hits you in a way that you're not prepared for. But what do you say? Should we just jump on into it? Yeah, let's get started. All right, let's do it. On the morning of April 26th, just last week, Michael Fontenelle woke up to find his six-year-old daughter, Bella, missing. At 7.30 a.m., he walked into the police station to report his daughter and his longtime girlfriend, Hannah Landon, missing to the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Department. Sheriffs were dispatched to Michael's home, and they immediately began searching for clues as to where they could be. Bella was the daughter of Michael and his ex-wife, Jennifer. In fact, they live in the same neighborhood, just a street over from one another. Police went to Jennifer's home, and what they found was truly disturbing. In the yard was a 10-gallon chlorine bucket, and what was found in that bucket was absolutely heartbreaking. Inside was six-year-old Bella Fontenelle's lifeless body. Police immediately questioned Michael and Jennifer. Both were later ruled out as suspects. But Hannah Landon, whose birth name is Bunnick Lim, was still missing. And Wednesday morning, Landon walked into a Harahan police station. Police Chief LaPray said that she seemed a little bit out of it and was asking for transportation. They had called EMS and it took Landon to a local hospital to be evaluated. At this point, detectives began walking the neighborhood. They talked to neighbors and asked to review security footage to find any clues. A neighbor down the street from Jennifer's home, Bella's mother, shared something terrifying with police. He showed the police security camera footage of a woman walking in the street, pulling a wagon with a white bucket. The footage was from around 9.35 p.m. on Tuesday, April 25th. In the video, the woman was headed in the direction of Jennifer's house. Police now believe they had their suspect, Michael's longtime girlfriend, Hannah Landon. Autopsy results prove that Bella was beaten and strangled to death before being placed into the 10-gallon bucket. Investigators believe that Bella was murdered at her father's house. Police quickly found Hannah Landon at the local hospital. She was discharged the morning of Thursday, April 27th. Immediately, 43-year-old Hannah Landon was arrested. She was charged with first-degree murder and obstruction of justice. I'm going to tell you why these cases are so hard for me. And it's when we're talking about the autopsy results that prove that this six-year-old little girl was beaten and strangled to death before being shoved into a bucket. I have a four-year-old daughter that I look at every single day of my life. And I look at her in amazement and wonderment and absolutely astonished that a kid who is so smart and so funny and so full of life came from me and, and my wife. And then to think about how someone could beat and strangle a child not much older than her to death. It, like what kind of monster do you have to be? Like what kind of evil do you have to have in your soul to be able to do something like that? And I think it goes back to the same thing with the Athena Strand case, right? That we talked about. It's pure evil to do that to a child. And so it breaks my heart because now for the next, you know, four or five days, I'm going to look at my kid and that's what I'm going to think about. But it's also a reminder that there is like legitimate evil moving in this world. And that is, it's terrifying. I just, I don't know how else to explain it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there or anything like that, but it's. Yeah, no, I mean, this is a six-year-old who trusts this woman and, you know, spends it probably a decent amount of time. Like literally mom and dad's house are not very far from each other. So like in the same neighborhood. And this is someone that obviously little Bella trusted. Like she's a six-year-old about to probably graduate kindergarten. She's an innocent little angel, you know, and it's just, this is just senseless. 
Now, since this has happened, now remember that um, Landon is only arrested. You know, she's innocent until proven guilty. But new court records have come out since this has happened as they're investigating Hannah Landon. And it proved that Landon and Jennifer had multiple documented altercations in the past. One being on March 17th of 2021, where Landon claimed that she was at a soccer game for one of her boyfriend Michael's children. And in these claims, she says that Jennifer approached her, grabbing her, stating that I will hurt you and threatening her. Um, and then another one was written in June of 2021. And this was actually Landon being served for a summons for simple battery after attacking Jennifer's sister at a swim meet. Um, the two sisters had filed a police report. And in that report, it talks about like visible scratches on the victim, which would be Jennifer's sister. Um, and then in that same report, police were documenting how Landon's behavior was very uncooperative during the reporting. But Hannah Landon told police that it was Jennifer's sister who attacked her unprovoked. But however, no witnesses um, could confirm these accusations. Then we find more records from August 5th of 2021 that says Hannah Landon filed for a temporary restraining order against Jennifer and her sister, but that was ultimately dissolved. But this is still an active and ongoing case like this literally happened last week. And Hannah Landon, also known as Bunnick Lim, is innocent until proven guilty. Uh, but right now she's being held without bail in the Jefferson Parish Correctional Center. Um, and it seems like she's already been appointed a public defender. And there's still no motives to why she committed this heinous crime and why she took little Bella's life. If this is because there was some beef between the girlfriend and the mom, I'm going to be furious, you know. And it's mm-hmm. I, it just seems like, again, there's some kind of level of mental illness or just, you know, straight up evil, you know. Mm-hmm. I. I've talked about it before on the show. I'm not a hugely religious person, but I do believe that there's some evil people out there, you know, and I just, I don't even know what to say in in cases like this, because here's this just beautiful little girl, you know, who had her whole life ahead of her and probably had dreams of what she was going to be when she grew up. And, you know, now her father is never going to get to take her to that first daddy daughter dance, never going to teach her how to drive, never going to her mother's never going to help her get ready for prom. You know what I mean? It's like her life was snatched away. And she has siblings, you know, that are not much older than her and classmates wondering where their friend is and why they're not in kindergarten. And, you know, it's just like, why? I just don't understand, like, why and how someone can do this. The other why and how is like, this is literally in my backyard. It's very, very scary and unsettling and very, very disturbing to me. And like, if you watch the ring footage that you can see, there's like a car driving by. Like that could have been me just like driving home. You know what I mean? The neighbors were like, it was almost like she was outside walking the dog, but there was a a, a child in a bucket in a wagon. Yeah, it's just heartbreaking all around. And, you know, part of me wants to know, like for Michael, how much of a surprise was this? Right. Mm-hmm. And if it's if it's about getting back at and again, this is complete speculation. But because we know that there have been altercations between the two in the past, if this was really just like, let me figure out how to hurt this person the worst way that I can. I, I just don't. It's hard to even like wrap my mind around how that would be somebody's logic. I don't know. It's like I said, it's really hard. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this case kind of pans out and just what details come about like. Really, it sounds like the relationship between Jennifer and Landon were pretty toxic. So I'm interested to just see what what all comes out of this. And, you know, it's just really devastating that two parents lost their child. For what reason? You know, 
jealousy. Like that's just not acceptable. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if we're talking devil test, I mean, this is a 10, this is a 10 for me. These cases always are, you know, it's like, I've got a child and the idea that somebody out there is physically and emotionally capable of hurting a child like that is one of the scariest things in the whole world to me. So that's, that's going to be a 10 for me. What about you? Where are you putting it? I'm putting it right up there with you. I'm going with a nine. This one is not settling well. It's just like the fact that I'm turning on the local news and this is what's there is really disturbing. And I just feel bad for the family. I feel bad for their siblings. I feel bad for their relatives, their friends, their community, their neighbors. Like I just, you know, my heart goes out to them. And I just hope that justice is served and, you know, that it's a, a fair a fair trial. Yeah, we're definitely going to have to do an update on this. Like I'm going to want to know, and this is something I think I'm going to be watching closely because I want to know mm-hmm. what happened and why, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always the hardest question when something like this happens is like the why, like why did this have to happen this way? And then I hate that, you know, we don't always get that answer. You know, there's multiple times we've talked about it at the end of the case is like, we're going, we don't know. We're never going to know. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. I'm sorry to bring another sad one, but I just feel like this needs attention and it's not okay. No, I definitely agree. You know, like I said, these cases are really hard for me. I know I've said this in the past, but, you know, this is what these short on time episodes were made for. They're made to cover things that are breaking. And that was our original thought process when we started doing them. And, you know, it's it's just a reminder. I know I talked about this on one of the more recent short on times, but it's like hug your kids, man. Tell them that you love them because life is short and we never know what's going to happen, you know. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily even have to be anything like this, but it's just a reminder that your life can change in an instant. So just making sure that you're squeezing them. Like, you know, tonight I know I'm going to go into my daughter's room and I'm putting my hand on her back and I'm going to make sure that she's breathing and I'm just going to sit there because she's there for me to do that. So, right. well, that is where we fall on this week's deadbolt test. I'm putting this case at a 10. Olivia is coming in at a nine, but as always, we want to know where this case lands on your deadbolt test. You can let us know, reach out to us on Instagram at check the locks pod, find us on Twitter, check the locks. And if you're not in our Facebook group, come hang out with us. We would love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to get to know you and interact with you. And normally at this part of the show, we, we usually talk about how you can support us and become a patron and all that stuff. And you know how to do that. It always feels a little weird when there is a case with a child for us to be like, hey, by the way, this is how you can give us money for what we're doing. It just doesn't seem right. So instead, what I wanted to encourage everybody listening to do was to check out preventchildabuse.org. They do some really good work in preventing uh, child neglect and preventing child physical abuse, child sexual abuse. They also work to prevent uh, what's called adverse childhood experiences as well. So if you check out preventchildabuse.org, we're going to drop a link in the show description. Head over there, make a donation, get involved with them. And that would go so much further than signing up for our patron or anything like that. Yeah. And if you are a patron, we definitely do appreciate it. But these kind of cases, again, are just a reminder of some of the horrific things that children have to endure. It would be absolutely wonderful if you can get behind this organization. And if we can stop that for one child, that's a win. Yeah, I think if any of our listeners want to do anything to help out uh, little Bella's family, there is a GoFundMe that's been set up by one of her aunts. Um, So I think we can attach that to the show notes. And we've checked it over. It looks like it's pretty official and legit. But if you have, you know, anything, this is to help with funeral costs, to help the family get through and get by with everything that, you know, they're dealing with. Um, But we'll link the GoFundMe website in our show note. 
Yeah, and again, we did take a close look at it just to make sure that it it does seem legitimate. Unfortunately, in the world that we live in, there is always the risk that with a GoFundMe, it may be a scam or something like that. But we are taking a look at it right now. They had a target goal of $25,000. As of the time that we're recording this episode, they're currently at 39668 So, you know, it definitely seems legit. And if you do want to support the family directly, seems like that is a great way to do it. Uh, again, I cannot imagine the hurt and the heartbreak that Bella his parents and her siblings and aunts and uncles and just anyone who knew this little girl have to be enduring. So if you do want to help, again, that's a wonderful way to do it. That is all that we have for you for this week's case, but please make sure that you are subscribed to Check the Locks on your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. We will see you again next week with a brand new, truly terrifying, bite-sized true crime case. But until then, don't forget to check the locks. We'll see you again next week. Have a good week, everyone. Hug those babies.